Welcome back to the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. This is episode 134. Um, we're back to our normal programming this week. Um, and we've been looking at a book and a creator I've been looking forward to chatting about, actually. Um, joining me fresh from his all-conquering tour of UK comic conventions is creator, fan, and a man who puts up with having me at the table next to him at a convention. Yes, it's Alan Henderson. Hello, Al. Greetings. I don't think I had the uh, as much abuse as certain other people at that con. <laughs> <laughs> Our, I think uh, the point where, where you and I were hugging, trying to make um, Johnny Cannon laugh, was the was, a, was one of the highlights. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah, he was good company, <laughs> wasn't he? When he good company, or the best person you could have opposite you, just sort of realizes something's going on out the corner of his eye and looks over, and there's us larking about, or trying to crawl <laughs> under tables and hide from him or something. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good time. Good time, man. Where have you been up to? You just done Thought Bubble, haven't you? So yeah, just back from Thought Bubble, um, or it feels like just back was last weekend, uh, which is a, a, a very successful show for me in in, yeah. in the scheme of things. Um, big unit, yearly biggie. Yeah, you know, got to uh, it, it, it ticks a lot of the boxes of being, being a good thing because it's as I say, we, sales were quite good this year, so that, cool. that's good. You know, that's good from that side. Good stuff. Met lots of people that. Um, that I speak to electronically throughout the year and you know get to press the flesh which is great that's the the, the good thing for that and um I had a lot of returning customers which I always think is the you know is the real good sign you know if somebody comes back and says oh I bought one of your books before I'd like to buy another one that that's a proper mark of quality my friend um, yeah that's good in it you know, yeah you, you know you've not, not burnt bridges so that it was all good from that side um and got to meet um, some some nice other creators as well that uh, and, and picked up a few books and things. So, oh, nice yeah. one! And you were, you said you were saying you were opposite Mike Norton and next to Roger Langridge. So yeah, yeah, that's quite nice, isn't it? And so yeah. I had a you know a little chat with both of them, having um, spent time with Mike when he was at an Edinburgh con a few years back. He, he yeah. remembered that and 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 didn't run for the hills. So that's always a good sign. <laughs> and uh, and we traded sketches, so that was uh, was nice no, no, as nice. well of, uh, of little battle pugs. Um, highly recommend Battle Pug for, if anyone hasn't read Battle Pug. Yeah, very good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it ECAF or something like that this weekend? Is that right? So there is this weekend there is a, a show in Edinburgh, or is a thing in Edinburgh, uh, which is part of the Edinburgh Comic Art Festival branding. Right. Um, in the Drill Hall in Leith, if anyone is in Edinburgh going down to that. Okay. I won't be there I'll because I'm in Bathgate at the Nightly Gaming um christmas fair um <laughs> you tabling it out so yeah oh yeah. no it's a good one um it, it's uh so yeah it's a craft food, but it, it's literally 15 minutes down the road for me in, in the car so dead easy to get and all that sort of stuff um as i say it's actually a, it's the gaming store that's there but they've put on these local craft fair type things on a quarterly oh, stuff, basis man. or thereabouts so um, I did one six months ago and did well at that. And you know, it's oh, I remember stuff. you saying about that, yeah, amongst yeah, all the yeah, uh, the doilies uh, and the, yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, you got the, the fudge on one side and the, the handmade <laughs> soup on the other, and then there's the penguins in the middle. What more do you want? Yeah, that's what yeah. you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's quite a nice little <laughs> new audience. Yeah, I think I saw that ECAF, though. I can't remember who was, I was it Paul Tonner or something like that I saw was going to it. Yeah. And I thought I didn't really know much yeah. about that one. It sort of crept up on me a bit, that one. It's, uh, <clears throat> it, well, yeah, it was put in the diary quite late, it's um, organised by Shah of um, oh, okay. like BHP Heart Press, yeah, um, and part of their sort of chain of things. They've done it before down down that neck of the woods. Um, it's it's you know, it's a small little thing where 
it's but it's free entry, which is great. And there's a there's a wee cafe in the building that's that's there, which means that certain again a lot of locals will come in and have a have a look around and stuff. Oh, cool. Um but I I pre booked to myself elsewhere. So that's, yeah, that's, that's right, why man. I'm not yeah. you know, that. That's good. But, you know, people got to get to the right things for the for the right people. And we had a chuckle at um, Nottingham, didn't we? And you got to hear our panel last last the last episode for that. So that was, that came out Which, quite well, actually. Eamon, yeah. Eamon recorded that. I, well, I was worried how the recording would have went, but actually, it, uh, the technical technical side went went great. And, Look at the um, genius that Eamon is. What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he sent me a text yeah. earlier saying, "Why are we talking like normal people?" So I've got to send him something abusive later. I think I don't know. We had, we had a text exchange. It was like which was like normal people. And I didn't really understand it. So uh, I think it confused him. Good. Oh, Kevin, there's been one. Yeah, uh, he's the one that's been getting his camera out, and that's the, uh, the euphemism <laughs> I'll just leave on it. In, in the ladies' toilets, no less. Yeah, he's um, been photographing toilets, isn't he? Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good on him. Let's just leave that hanging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this week, you've decided the choice is yours, my friend. I've actually got. I've actually got a little list to put to you at the end of this show. But um, mm. this week, you, it was your choice, and um, it's quite—it's uh, a book from quite an important run. I'm all, that's all I'm going to say before, before you introduce it. But it's yeah. something that had a big impact on me the whole run. But did you want to specify what we're going to talk about? So, so in many ways, that's that was why I picked this. Yeah. So, um, the the run that we're talking about is the the original run of Legends of the Dark Knight. Which became Batman Legends of the Dark Knight when it was, was yeah. slightly renamed, um, which um, started in in 1989 and ran for I think it was something like 214. Um, yeah, it was a long run, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's that that as you say as a series was a proper high quality mark. Yeah. In terms of it, because um, when it first came out, um, at the time it was the third Bat title. Yeah, there I was wondering about this. The... Now, this is mm. the so I'm thinking they're not counting brave and bold with this. Is that right? Well, well what I was going to say, the, had that the, closed. It was the third. Yeah, that had long closed. Yeah. So it was a case of they'd been down to having two bat titles, and this brought back there being an act. And arguably, brave and bold was a team up. It, it, it became <clears> Batman, <throat> with, that, but you know, it, it yeah, yeah. And I think. Batman and the Outsiders was was it the Outsiders by that point? I can't remember. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And it, it may have even wrapped up. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much, much in it. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that pre- quote. I think it says it on the Wikipedia page. That doesn't it? And I was trying to work out timings because it was before yeah. Shadow, wasn't it? Shadow hadn't come out at this point. Yes. Yeah. So it was nineteen eighty nine. So it was it was riding the wave of, of Batmania, mm-hmm. and um, when it when it first started, it was one of the few um, few books as well that came out with a. A variant cover with issue one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I bought the blue one. Okay. Hmm. I was trying to think about this. Is this the thing that had almost like a double a double cover thing on yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Double cover. It just had a, a wraparound color. I mean, I, there were four colors. I now have all four. So oh, on the left, because yeah, that's the way the way I roll. Um, yeah. But um, I yeah, think I a, bought. I'm sure there was a. I think I bought all of this up to about maybe about. 150 or something then i might have started to drop off i think so it's definitely an event book wasn't it every new story was just kind of announced wasn't it yeah yeah so and it because basically it was a a book that was the the running set of mini series yes um 
So initially it was put out as saying, right, it was going to be every five issues was going to be a mini series arc. That then shrank down and then at different points in time it went to one shots and that stuff. Yeah. And the vast majority of Legends of the Dark Knight is, while considered to be in continuity, it's more sort of set at early points of, of the Dark Knight. You know, it's more. Yeah. A, you know, the first three years in, I saw is quoted. So Batman Year One to Year Three is where I saw it yeah. quoted. Um, and um and you know there was very few there was some issues that actually did tie in directly with batman the detective in terms of things like nightfall and stuff but the yeah. vast majority of it was completely standalone and therefore it was it was the opportunity to bring in the great and the good to say just give us a batman story yeah you know and do what whatever you want to do um you know and it it, it it starts off with Denny O'Neill and Ed Hannigan um, doing, yeah. doing a, a sort of pre-dark, pre-year one type storyline, um, with with covers by George Pratt, who we've talked about in the yeah. past as well. And you know, it, it really was a case of that was the rude great and you know saying like, let's get out some out there. And there's things that happened in Legends of the Dark Knight that introduced, you know, things that really changed the the whole back story because you know Venom first appeared. In in Legends of the Dark Knight, yeah, which, you know that before I, Bean even even appeared. I particularly um, like that series. I remember really enjoying that one. Um, yeah, well, let's yeah. do this now, Al. Let's because I get in our little chat beforehand. We did say we yep. talk a bit of Legends of the Dark Knight, so let's avoid the one we're going to talk about specifically. But let's mm. should we should we name some of our favourites or the ones <laughs> that stood out for you, man? I know you've just started on that, really, haven't you? So oh, um, it's, it's and this is this is tough, right? Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really is tough. Yeah. Um, so I've been using the the DC app here to, and if you look, if if you do nothing else, just go look at the cover set Man, for, yeah. for this book. Yeah. Um, but the um, there's an early story um, called Prey by Doug Munch and Paul Gulesi. Yeah. Again, it's, Love that, man. it's all about the the history of, of Hugo Strange and the way that Paul Gulesi draws Hugo Strange is is just outstanding. A real sort of psychodrama. Um, I always remember reading that and seeing that Hugo Strange had this sort of strange variant of the Bat costume on at one point and thinking, this is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, but going through it as well, and partially because of, of, of recent events, um, <clears> the, <throat> the Legends of the Dark Might yes. came out to me. It's, it's a one-shot. I think we must have read that exactly at the same time because you sent me an image of it, didn't you? And I yeah, said, I literally um, because, just read it. Yeah. 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 Written, written by the late Alan Grant and drawn by the late Kevin O'Neill, which is quite, you know, yeah. and it's, as I say, it's um, it's actually a really weird drug adult storyline about, yeah. you know, if what, a, you know, it does, does, well, the whole thing starts with, this is a real story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's all about this junkie who observes the Bat Knight and therefore, or Bat Might, and then, you know, what's to, to tell the story of it? And, you know, it, it's weird. No, I'm, I'm guessing that was the return of O'Neill to DC post, um, Green Anderson oh, Paul, was it? I'm guessing. I can't remember. Must be. The, there they yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they famously banned um, him for his style, didn't they, from DC? But of course, he came back and, for that, and he was, you know, famously also reprinted. They reprinted Martial Law, you know, in the hardback yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. There was surprisingly a lot of UK talent involved as well, wasn't there? Um, there was, well, again, this was because it was still writing that sort of early. Well, yeah, the, Brins, the British are coming, the British are coming stuff, it, stuff it, it, yeah. Well, and I think it allowed being the, the short mini series allowed the editorial team to kind of go right. Here's something to prove yourself on, yeah. and I, I don't know how far in advance some of these books would have been produced and then sat on and then then put out. Yeah, I wondered that as right. well. But I think you're right. I mean, 
I remember it being the hotness at the time because over here, or well, certainly in London, is that um, Grant Morrison wrote Gothic, which was the and with Klaus Janssen drawing it, which was the mm. second arc or second series within it. You know, remember yeah. there being that being the hotness. I don't. It's not my most fondly remembered series of them all because I think it's kind of a little bit more throwaway than some of them, but uh, it was yeah. certainly very popular at the time. You know, but um, but no, if you look at from issue seventy nine. Or through eighty-five, right? The the artists are Steve Yule, Dougie Braithwaite, John McRae, Tony Salmons. Yep. You know, there there's there's the British invasion. Well, you got you got Tao between fifty-two and fifty-three, which was Alan yes. Grant and Arthur Ransom yeah. of all people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's loads loads of that. Uh, the other one I should call out is yep. um, Conspiracy, which was eighty-six through eighty-eight. Uh, which was Doug Munch again, and G.H. Yeah. Williams the third, and that's purely because um, the first comic art page that I ever bought yeah. is is from that. that, that You've just shown me, man. That's a lovely page. Which I was showing you. And we both agreed immediately, exactly at the same time, that the black and white is so much better than the backlit app version of it. Yes, the black and yes. white version we got yeah. is breathtaking. Um, yeah, absolutely lovely. Um, so, yeah. I, can I just name a couple which sort of stick out mm. to me? Um, Venom, I really loved. I, I have to say, I agree with you on that one, man. I, it, Batman getting becoming a junkie and just some of the image. And you, there was a real sense of jeopardy. I think the thing with Legend of the Dark Knight, there was a sense of jeopardy because they're almost self-contained stories. They weren't part of this mass continuity, of, especially at the moment, where you think anything can happen to him. So the fact that he was this junkie for a, a while in the comics was was quite a, a, a weird feeling, I found. Mm. Um, Mask by Brian Tolbert, um, where Batman do- is is in a bed and doesn't know whether he's hallucinating the fact that he was Batman. Um, I, rem- I remember really, really loving that. I think that's an excellent two-parter. Um, and then you've got Flyer by uh, by Howard Chaykin writing for his mentor Gil Kane, yeah. um, which is quite an- not my favourite um, Chaykin story, but it's 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 a really interesting study in the sort of the student becoming the master in a way, in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah t- telling yeah. his, his guy. Um, you've got Blades, which was James Robinson and Tim Sale, um, which is quite interesting. James Robinson seems to me to be a bit like the forgotten comics writer sometimes. Um, mm. Did a lot of DC work, didn't he? Lovely dude. Um, his Airboy, particularly, if you go back far enough, you can listen to me and Jordan Thomas talk about it. And it's that's an outstanding series. Golden Age, he did. Um, and, um, Starman, just brilliant. Um, but we don't really see much of him these days. But it was, that was a great series with Tim Sale as well. And I think that's contained in one of those Tim Sale collections. I think you can find it there. Yeah. And we, we should remember as well that under the banner of Legends of the Dark Knight, Batman Haunted Knight came out, ah, which right. was the, the Tim Sale. It was done as a one-shot sort of beside, okay. but it, it came under the same banner. Um, and obviously that led to Long Halloween. Which yeah, talked about yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Engines, which is 74 to 75, which is another strange fish, which is Ted McKeever. Um, mm. <laughs> which I remember thinking, it's just, and it's, it's stuff you wouldn't have got away with in uh, Detective and Batman at the time, because we were, a lot of a lot of this, there's a, a good few months of this would have been, fell into things like Nightfall and No Man's Land and stuff like that. And these weren't cool, but it, it was slightly caught up in Nightfall, wasn't it? I think there was one issue. It did, yeah, there was a crossover. crossover. Yeah. There was a bit of, yeah. And, and, <sighs> Yeah, which always annoyed me a little bit because it should have been a complete standalone series. Yeah. Um, but with, with, let's see, there, 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 some of the later ones as well, 
again, which snow, which is yes, um, one way up in 192, 196. Again, just go look at the covers for that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know the 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 fact that that's the the retelling of the sort of the Mister Freeze storyline and and stuff. Um, yeah, there's there's so much in this series. Yeah. About these these are all the good the good books. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, you are right. The um, I haven't read that new Mister Freeze book that came out the last couple of weeks. Have you read it? Not yet. No, no I've read no. it. Yet. It's it's in my pile. <laughs> good man. Good. Well, before we get onto the book in that run that we haven't mentioned, so you may you you um eagerly eared people might 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 have worked out which it's going to be. What um what are your back book habits reading habits at the moment, dude? You, I, I'm, um, you, you are a big you're a big Batman fan, aren't you? This is you know yeah. one of the many. So I'm I'm getting about. yeah I I still got obviously all the bat titles most <laughs> wow. of the bat okay. titles is probably yeah. the, the the way to go there as and that that's probably my primary floppies that I collect nowadays okay and, and not much else um so it's uh, and you know the main series probably off the boil as far as I'm concerned. Detective okay. has had some some good bits in it yeah, recently. I agree. Um some great covers actually as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know and look there are some as I've said this previously as well, Nightwing's probably one of the strongest books that's there at the moment. Yeah. Um I can't not entirely sure I'm the right audience for the Batgirls book that's there now. Um <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah, it, it's all right, but it's. Um, I think they need to it, cut out just, all this backup strip and just bring it back to a decent price. I think somehow, I'm not reading the backups in it. I read Detective and Batman, and I'm, I just uh, don't bother sometimes. Well, the, my only thing with that is that I do remember back in the day picking up some really early detect work, not early detect, um, detectives from the seventies. Yeah, or or if you go to some of the hundred page giants. Oh, they were anthologies, you know, weren't they? In a way, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the backup stories were better than the main story. Well, yeah, so, you had um, <clears throat> Firestorm first appeared in a backup, didn't it? And was it in the Flash and stuff like that? They had those little. Um, there was a. There was. Yeah. Was it late seventies, early eighties? They did that for a while, didn't they? Um, yeah, and you know, and, and sometimes they would have a you know a, a Gordon story or a whatever, which was yeah. was always an extended it. To be fair, that's been one of the good books as well that people are probably not picking up on, which was is Joker. Um, yes, I've read a couple of issues and, out on the app, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's partially because it's not a Joker story, right? It's a Gordon story. Yeah, um, and they, they'd have been better. I don't. I presume it's easier to to brand it as, as Joker and get people to to think they're buying one thing, but really, it's 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 Gordon's story rather than that, and yeah. it, it's been good in terms of the, the, the thing for that. Hey, did you read um, um, Shadow War? Did you did you tackle that one? Yes. Yeah, yes. I did too. I didn't um, mind it. It was all right. You know. Yeah. Exactly, and that that is kind of the thing where a lot of it is just I didn't mind it. It's it's all right. Um, there's been some good mini series recently. Okay, I've got that Gotham um, Knight. What's the origin one? I haven't read it. Is it Camacoli's yes. drawing it? Yeah, I'm I'm sort of three quarters of the way through that. Okay, it's it, it starts off really really well. Right, I'm, I'm, we'll wait and see if it, it works all the way through. Hmm. Um, the Joker puzzle box. Okay, was was quite good, and oh. I know. I think it's Tom King again. So you don't necessarily. It's not your. No, oh, I read his. I read but his stuff. But you know, um, killing. I think it's called Killing Time. Oh yes. Um, yeah. Which, <clears throat> which is actually really a really good story. Where I, it does not work as issues. It works as a collected. So if anyone's going to read it, read it. Read all the issues at once. Yeah. Um, I was quite lucky. I did that, and it's partially because it, it's a story that jumps around in time quite a lot. 
And I, so to keep your head as to where you are in the timeline, yeah, you kind of need to read it all at once. Um, so did, and, did you read it, read it on the app? Did you? I'm guessing or. Uh, no, I bought the old issues, and but because I, <laughs> I don't read things, piled them up. Yeah, it yeah. takes me that yeah, that long to get. I'm the same to, man. Uh, I'm the same. My reading file, and there yeah, we go. Yeah. Um, so that's that's all you know. The, the good things for that, and there are. Um, so I would I would recommend that one. Though. Um, the only real downside it has is it's as is often the case with the bat titles at the moment, they become too reverential about naming locations after creators who <laughs> yeah, are they love all that, no longer they? with us or you know so it's a paro park and giordano way and all this stuff. And you're like going, we get no, you yeah stop 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 and it, you just like stop over over shoehorning these things in you know? yeah um but yeah so that's that's where we are that but, now um, so i know about books are you on are you <clears throat> well i'm i'm the two main ones uh i've bought the jock book which i still haven't read um mm. i was talking to nathan on the slack about that today um, I buy the Nightwing one. Um, I'm not enjoying this. I'm, I think the the art's lovely. I'm not enjoying the story so much. Um, Gotham Knights, I've stopped because I've gone to the premium app. So I, I, I'm a month behind on the app. So I cut that one. Um, I read Shadow War. I read the crossovers for that. Um, I think that's probably... Oh, do you know what? There's a couple. I read Joker, but I'm reading that on the app. I'm not reading any of the, the Holly you know type stuff yeah. um well, i think i think that's probably it. if there's a new series i'll give it a go generally um mm. and then um usually drop it at the moment and then think oh, i'll catch up on the on the app and i'm actually finding because i've did you i know we've talked about the app we've done a whole episode on it previously when it finally hit the uk but they've offered a, a service now where you can get it a month later than release than comic shop release um so I've switched a lot of my reading to that. Have you gone for that premium one yet? No, not yet. No, okay. You're considering it? Or, yeah. I, I am slightly. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm more inclined with some of my stuff at the moment to say, look, I'm going to give up the floppies and just buy the trades. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. For, for more things than I do already and just go more and more down that route. Yeah. I like a physical book. I do I, too, I, man. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think probably the I just sort of stamped my foot about the price a bit. I think, yeah. Um, but stuff like, for example, I used to be an absolute green green arrow freak. I loved it, uh, and then there was a couple of bits here and there in the last few years that were a bit a bit shit, and I've caught up on them now on the app. I've read them all, mm. you know, and I even read that new one that's just come out. That's just a bit weird, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, there's stuff on there. For example, I dropped the I, I put Flash on my pool list. I love the Flash. Years gone by, dropped it, um, got back on it, and then thought, no, I'm only a month behind. These books have, you know, I'm three months behind on my buy pile. You know, yeah. on my physical comics. So I thought oh, I'll just go to the app, um, and then it's... if I like it, I will buy the trade. Yeah. yeah, I'm convinced as well though that in terms of, and particularly with some of the back titles, people don't know how to write an issue anymore. <laughs> yeah. They only know how to write for the collected edition. Yeah. Um, I as I say that 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 killing time one is is a is a good example of that. But I, I'm, I'm uh, standalone issues of Batman and standalone issues of Detective are most of them are meaningless or or don't really give you anything. You have to read them. You have to read two or three at once. Yeah, you do. And yeah, and that's the Mariko Tamaki. The Mariko Tamaki stuff. Um, which we talked about, we were chatting about a year ago 
or so, I reckon. That was exactly like Matt Man. There was no point in reading a single issue around that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that that's just unfortunate. Yeah, I think you're fine with the bat books. I think in general, I think they're going to trade them. But I think there are some books now they won't trade. That's mm. the way it's going, I think. Um, I can imagine some of the sort of less well-selling lower tier books. You're quite, I think you're quite safe with the Batman and um, Nightwing yeah. stuff and stuff like that. But I think there's certainly some books there that aren't going to get traded. I don't think I don't think trades are doing as well. Um, there's obviously a push on the the app, and it's speeded up. I don't even remember when we talked about it. It was quite slow to load. Yeah. And I said to you, it's much slower than the Marvel app. Well, it's speeded up in the like the last two weeks, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I'm enjoying extra, it. And, yeah. Extra fifty pence in the in the server meter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's well, when we got to interview Kupperberg, I got to read. I just sat on you know you know sat in a cafe and read. 10 issues of checkmate or something it was marvelous mm. you know it's, it's a good service to have there's, there's still a lot of things missing from it which kind of leads us back to what we were ready to be talking about yes because yeah. originally yeah. i wanted to pick a, mini, a particular mini series that, that featured yeah Etrigan the demon a favorite however, of mine as well man and we didn't know that about however, each other but that, yeah big that is of mine. not that, that sadly is not on the app how weird is that so, strange yeah it? so knowing that i wanted to talk a little bit about legends of the dark knight and knowing that I wanted to talk about Matt Wagner, yeah, um, I picked issues twenty-eight through thirty um, for the what's we call it the mini series for for the 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 story that's in Legends of the Dark Knight that's called Faces. Yes, yeah. So from March um, nineteen ninety-two, what a time to be alive that was, mate. When we it had, we had Batman the the animated series on there as well. There's another disaster that happened yeah. in the late Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, and and this was this was a proper high water mark of Batman storytelling at this point in time it was because just, they were just banging out great series after great series on yeah, that. By ninety two, you you, yeah. you would have had Shadow the um, Shadow the Bat out as well. So you had yeah. Grant and Bree Fogel just producing, you know, absolute bangers of a set of stories there. Yeah. Um, Speaking of pages, I've got one of them right in front of me. Yeah. yeah, you got Tech and Batman were were doing proper proper storylines at that point as well. Everything was 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 you know was going really well, and Faces came out by by Matt Wagner. Yeah, three Did... issues in total, as I say, rather than the the five. Yeah, um, it's it's one that he both wrote and drew, um, which wasn't that common a, a thing um, in an actual monthly title at all. At yeah, outside of the indie world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Letters by Willie Schubert. I'm afraid I don't know Willie. No, um, sorry, and Willie. Steve Olaf did the cover, did the colouring, and he did lots of colouring um, at that point in time. Yeah. Um, and he does an absolutely stunning choice of, or makes stun, some stunning choices with regard to the colouring in this book as a whole, um, in the way it's both strong colours but muted. I don't know quite how to describe yeah. it now. That, that in my yeah. head, I think maybe there was a bit of let's see what happened in year one, and mm. let's try a little bit because there's there's a comparable art line between Mazzucchelli and yes, you know. Um, I wondered whether there was a little bit of that just to give it a sort of tonal feel because it's from the same era, isn't it? You know. Mm. Mm. Um, oh, incidentally, wrongly credited on the app. The, the app credits Matt Wagner as doing everything. It's just somebody lazy. App Central yeah. typing it out, but yeah, yeah, interesting color choices, man. A lot of lot of flat color, a lot of single color use, isn't there? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Did you want to give a little summary of what it's about, Al? So it's 
the or it's a story featuring Two Face, um, and the fact that Two Face is going through one of these, and this seems to happen from in sort of the cyclical story of Two Face. Yeah. He goes through periods where he is more Harvey, and periods when he's more the Two Face side. And at this point, he is more the Two Face side. He's kind of been all, you know, almost overtaken entirely by by that that side of his of his um, his personality, and he is wishing to establish the uh, an island where people who are different can set themselves up and say this is their empire and this is their you know they they have a right to be somewhere and they want to own it and they could all be together and all be the thing um and the the story is about how he tries to go about acquiring the um the land and about forcing things to happen to make that that you know and being uh, and using duplicity yeah and this is a, the, the, there's a lot of the two sides of every story here going through yeah. this about and we're, he, he, we're he definitely going to compare because that, that it uses that yeah. as a as um a narrative structure doesn't it almost yeah you know and yeah. It, it basically builds <laughs> that and it's all about how does batman stop him doing what he, you know stealing what he's trying to steal and then the reaction at the end as well which is a really interesting twist yeah um which we'll probably come into when we actually get through it okay <clears throat> now it's it's set up as a um i'm going to say a pulp noir story isn't it this it, yep. it contains a number of uh noir tropes so you've got the femme fatale who is you know double crossing and the reader knows it everyone knows it apart from the the man who's taken in by it you know yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah. There's a lot of even the even the lean, almost lean into the coloring being darker. It has that noir effect on it, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. Um, and if you 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 get yourself to, uh, was it page yes. sixteen? What you going to say? When yeah, when you talk about the pulp side of things, yeah. where the first appearance of one of the villains in the storyline turns up, who is in a long black coat, a large black hat. And is wearing essentially a red um, scarf, and you're like going, "My God, the shadows in this storyline!" <laughs> and I, I, do, I have to honestly say, it, I was like, "Oh, let's do this storyline." No, I haven't reread it for twenty years. Yeah, and I got to this page, and I went, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know I picked a shadow story. And it's weird <laughs> because he wasn't. I mean, now we think, "Oh, um, you know, we think Matt Wagner, the Shadow," because he's done a number of series, isn't he, about the Shadow? But mm. back then, I'm going to say he hadn't. No, nothing published no. that yeah. uh, they're aware of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So essentially, the shadow, or he, he, he wants to put a particular character into costume, and essentially, the costume that he's he chooses is a um, a rip off of the shadow, which is which you know. And again, the coloring it's clearly choices there where it's clearly a nod. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. You know, coloring choices there where it is this whole greys and browns of, of sort of the all of the office space and and the blacks that, that are around the clothing that all the, everyone's wearing and then it's just the fact that the the stooge or the, the lawyer who's being being set up you know he's got red hair and the big other splash is this the, the red mask face you know yeah. covering that, that, that's there which is again just you know makes everything pop off the page it really does doesn't it yes it's almost there's almost a use of color from sin city effect to it not quite as you know yes. nowhere near as exaggerated but the, the use of color draws your eye doesn't it it really does uh, yeah, on this yeah, yeah. yeah. now mm-hmm. to me the beauty of this book 
is in the interior pages execution and not in the story i mean i have to say bruce wayne you know in a bidding war to buy an island seemed a, a little bit hokey yeah. to me you know yeah um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay and, and there's bits where you kind of go batman did you really get caught doing that oh dear yeah um yeah, yeah. i have to say yeah. um playing devil's advocate i find the covers a little too art deco and dull i i would have they don't pop enough for me the covers I can see what I he's rem- doing with them, and I remember them like you say about telling. I remember them well from being on the shelf, which perhaps is a good sign. You know. I was going to say, and this is the weird thing about because I think, and I, I haven't proven this because I haven't actually. Actually, I can. Sorry, I do have one of the trades that collects them here. Let me just bring okay. it up because I'm convinced this is one of the times where hmm, I'm, I'm about to to stop myself. Okay. I was going to say, I remember it looking better on paper, and it's maybe just that it's the sort because it's done in more in a sort of pastel painted technique than just yeah. pen and ink. And I'm not sure if that comes across as well in the app being the, the sort of pastely approach yeah, than okay. it did when it was originally painted. But the, the collected edition here has them actually quite dark, which is disappointing. Um, because the this was a series that was known for having iconic covers wasn't it and having covers that yeah. were quite striking and not like the monthly stuff we were seeing yeah. you know they were very sort I mean, of descriptive of the what you're getting inside and it was being very different from the previous week you know mm. yeah it's one of these ones where look the, the, these the covers are really really nice they don't they're they're a different technique to the art style inside the book and therefore it jars a little bit yeah um and as i say i i i remember these on the on the page looking better than than they passed in the app yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Mac McNamara on the subject. Um, born in 1961 in Pennsylvania, um, he's won an Inkpot Award in 1988 for Grendel. Um, Grendel and Mage being his two big books um, for me. Um, his wife is Barbara Schultz, who is Diana Schultz's sister. Um, he's won um, a few Eisners as well for Grendel War Child and twice again in 99 for the Grendel books. Um, his first published work was in the second Kamiko Primer, which is a Grendel story. Um he i'm guessing he's he's also <clears throat> i'm guessing he makes a few quid still from reprints of sandman because he's in the um season the mist section of that isn't he mm-hmm. as well yeah. um i think there's been a noticeable change in his artwork over the years and i think that's down in a way to digital coloring i know dave stewart co- colored him on um the trinity book the Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman book, but also now that his son Brennan Wagner colours him on, um, especially on the the final, the third part of the Mage series. Um, but yeah, interesting. He's um, Madame Xanadu. He, he wrote, Amy Reader drew it. Um, he, he's written some Green Hornet. He's done quite a lot of Dynamite. He's he's yeah. become almost known as a shadow guy, hasn't he? Because he wrote, is it year one? Is that right? He wrote he and then did he drew year some as well. One. And then he he did a crossover with the Shadow and um, and Grendel, uh, and he also did a book that's called the the Death of Margot Lane. Yes, I like that. Which, which yeah. I would actually re- really recommend. Yeah, great um, paper on that series as well, man. It was like cardstock. It was unusual, wasn't it, for them? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it. He, he, you're right. He's become that sort of sort of end of things. Um, I met him in Baltimore few years back whenever that was nice and an event there um they got a shadow commission off him at that point and that was oh, i think nice. he's done a couple of books at that point and it but it was a uh, you know he, he was 
like on the outlook I love this character and all this and you can you can tell that from the books that he's done with Dynamite and where unlike some of the others where it was clearly this was just the uh, you know I was given the character and I was told to go on with it I think he he knew the character yeah. and and clearly well, clearly because he put them in this Dark Knight book years before um and it's great for that that Madame Xanadu series as well is highly underrated yes i've never um, read i think i might have read just maybe one issue but i hear a lot of people talking about it yeah and amy reader hadley is as close to a michael to artist as oh wow okay found right um so when when she was doing the 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 madam's energy stuff it, it really worked from from that sort of sort of feel of it um and she's really nice to talk to as well um nice yeah but the yeah. um, there's a great series. It's I'm, I'm saying it quite a short-lived series by Jamie Rich, who was one of the final editors of Vertigo, where he goes around and interviews comic creators who are clearly sort of friends of his. Um, it's called From the Gutters. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and he was an early letter writer to Grendel and Mage, I think, which is how he got to know Matt Wagner. And um, it's a really interesting one. Matt Wagner talks about a few things in it. Um, first thing I was going to mention is he he, he claims he got his he always claims he, got, he gets his breakthrough luck and happenstance because he got on a lift with the owners of Kamiko, um, and then he says he got he broke into DC to do that demon book that we spoke about earlier because he went to a convention and it was back in the days when they would take everyone at the convention or the guests out for dinner in the evening, and he got on he got trolleyed with Dick Giordano who offered him the demon. Um, and when he started off, he actually sort of thought that New York was, you know, comics was a closed book. You had to live in New York with, you know, within walking distance to drop your artwork off. So he initially thought he was going to be a, an illustrator, but actually managed to break in as an artist. He, um, I don't know if you've ever seen his process. Have you, have you, you haven't seen this video, have you? I only watched it today, so I don't know. No, it's, um, I don't think so. It's quite a good one, but he draws, he draws all the pages out on a single bit of paper. Um and he just he works out the flow on that single piece of paper and he says they're only like one inch by two inch panels and he says it gives you the foundation and it's important for double page spreads and pairing mm. of pages and he calls it the pre-scripting process so rather than going straight to a script he actually he actually sort of sketches it very smallly out you know makes notes in these little boxes about what happens it's quite interesting um yeah and the other thing i found really interesting about him is um him and uh, him and Joe Matt are big mates, aren't they? Have you seen, have you seen this? <laughs> so, Joe, do you know Joe Matt? Have you read any yeah, Joe yeah. Matt? Yeah, the man who writes comics about wanking a lot, which I'm I'm a big fan of his stuff. You know, um, well they're 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 but they're like almost like best mates, I think, and appear in each other's comics all the time. Um, so you've got you know Matt Matt Wagner doing Arthurian le modern legends and you know Batman and the Shadow, and you got Joe Matt writing books about onanism. You know, it's. Uh, it's, it's quite the pairing, and there's a, there's a great video, um, or you can find it online if you put the, both their names into YouTube, of them just like chatting about the old days. It's a really fun one, um, which is, is good. Genuinely one of my favourite creators ever, um, Matt Wagner. Um, and I think that, for me, it's due to Mage. What was your expo first exposure to him, Al? If I'm honest, it probably was the Legends of the Dark Knight. Okay, um, right. Which would then say be followed up by you know he did other batman mini series with the monster men and the mad monk yeah but the and and the the, the trinity series that he did which which again is actually on the app and is yeah. worth having a, a, a flip prestige format again, um, wasn't it that one yeah which yeah. again was you know was, was top notch up there um picked up a little bit of grendel over over time as well okay. not huge amounts um so it, it was also one of those ones about how, how <laughs> 
how to get into it, how to start, particularly when... Yeah, you, it's a know, weird one, isn't it? Yeah, because the continuity is all over the shop with that. Um, and I, I think there was plans for Netflix to do a Grendel thing, but I think it's fallen through. I think it's literally just fallen through, isn't it? I think within yeah. this year sometime. Yeah. Yeah, so it may come back. You never know. Yeah. Um, so there was, there was, you know, and then he's just been one of these people that's been always been there and you know because he, he does jump around you know and the, the sam and mystery theater piece that he did as well was really really good yeah which he wrote he, didn't he yeah yeah a lot of and covers as well on, uh yes a lot or some of them certainly yeah, yeah. um and you know he, he's done lots of little bits in the background i don't think he's done an awful lot for marvel he That's hasn't kind of, no we were, kind of weird well i looked you know. this up actually if you just look on the marvel app i think even on his wikipedia page it says there's only three things and only mm. i think only one full issue which is of all things ultimate spider-man team up with a quite quite <laughs> a sort of strange looking wolverine and i think i can only guess it's because of bendis being you know you know bendis is like he sort of you know yeah. he, he was because he's sort of this friendly Bon Viver kind of character. He'd get Walt Simonson to do something. He'd get Howard Chaykin to do something for him. And I can guess he he, he thought he must like or been friendly with Matt Wagner and got him to do that issue. And it's actually, it's actually, I'd read a series of it, you know, especially because it was in the Ultimate yeah. Universe. It's kind of this offshoot, you know. It doesn't have to be in continuity. Yeah. And it it was kind of cool. I kind of dug it. The thing it reminded me most was the Grackleflints and all the stuff that was appearing in Mage. Um, Mage, for those that don't know, is a pseudo autobiographical. Get this, it's a pseudo autobiographical story <laughs> where um, Kevin Matchstick is the name for a person who looks exactly like uh, Matt Wagner and is also um, the new King Arthur. And the new, he's a new King Arthur because his baseball bat is basically his sword. It's got this sort of green energy, and it's sort of this magical trip. And the first, <clears throat> the first series is is quite raw. It's quite you know it's not rough i actually think it's my favorite of the series but he sort of discovers himself and then he he planned to do three series and he finished the final series like i think two three years ago um so it spread itself over decades and if you know the sort of comics people he mixes with you see them appear in the book um so he gets a a sort of pseudo knights the round table thing going on and he has his own sort of merlin and stuff like that but i remember being at school and, and writing on my folder at school all magic is green which was a little quote from Mage and stuff. It's just incredible. Yeah. Um, it's an absolutely excellent series. Yeah, a brilliant series. Well well worth reading um, if you can find it. So, cool. That's good. So that's Mr. Wagner. So let's talk a little bit about um, the book itself, dude. Um, yeah. It's, it's a strange one. I actually think that if it... I think the world and the sensibilities of the world has changed. And I think there's 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 a lot that maybe because maybe Matt Wagner is saying about different aspects and you know people who are sort of ignored and shunned within society, but I think yeah. it would be done differently. I don't think I think people would choke doing it these days because oh it's almost it, writing about people with disabilities in a way, isn't it? A, a lot of it is, and mm. there's there's a weird feeling, and when you talk to the pulp piece again, it's. Mm. The the story, because it's set in Legends of the Dark Knight, and because of other things, and and because of his sort of art style, it it ha it feels almost more like it's a a nineteen thirties story, yeah. because, you know, they're the, throughout the book the they talk about the freak show, and it's it's a nineteen twenties nineteen thirties freak show in in terms of that, yeah, and you don't really know that until we get to the end of issue one 
where there's then the a huge um, splash page that get to flick, 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 you know, that suddenly you know, be a double, page, it was man. a double page space. Talk about use where, of light in that page. You know, Beautiful, and, yeah. Oh, and we uh, the other thing I want to the the way he does um, Two Faces suit with the the different styles and the um, the one the check, checkered um, one side. The way that that sort of moves throughout the book, and it, you know, it's that that classic way of you know, character will move, but the checks will also stay in the same direction. Uh, okay, but it's so suddenly you go, there's there's the freak show, and you're right in today, you know, so this was ninety two. You could still say the terminology freak show and not you know have any of that, but this is the um, you know the, the the person who's. Yeah, basically, people are with disabilities. I'm trying to describe yeah, this bit. Yeah, you know, you've got somebody who's there who looks like they're eight foot tall. You've got somebody who's got a, got a, a stone styled skin complexion. Somebody who's covered in you've hair. You've got the, with... the whole sort of Zippy the Pinhead character, you know, which we who's, yeah. who we know from a comics from Bill Griffiths' comics, but has something called microcephalic syndrome. Um, yeah. Were you aware when you read this of Todd Browning's Freak Freaks movie? Um, when I read this, probably yeah. not. Or, okay. well, um, yeah, probably. Actually, I might well have been Justin no more because uh, this this would have come out just as I was finishing university, or well, as I was halfway through university. Okay, so, so you're you're you're, you're bang of... into the sort of art house movie kind of thing. I'm yeah, guessing then, yeah. The, you know, but it's it's so it's it, a Todd Browning's Freaks movie. Is it is a really interesting film. I probably watched it around the same age as, as you did. It was, it's from a book called Spurs by a guy called Todd Robbins, and it's what's called a pre-code horror movie from 32. Um, and it's about what it describes itself as. It's about carnival sideshow freaks and people who had genuine disabilities and describing and, and basically putting them on show for the public to pay money to come and look at them. Um, and it's a, it's a noir, you know, horror story in a way, but it's got this... It, it it kind it didn't get banned, but it kind of got no 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 I don't like this by the public, and it got brought mm. back in '62 at the Venice Film Festival, um, and there's there's a lot of essays now written on a, about it, saying it's also a, a metaphor for class struggle. It's an anti eugenics movie, um, and there are people who appear in it. There's um, Olga Roderick, who is the bearded lady, um, it's, it's a, which is a story beat we get within this, um, and you but you also get somebody called Josephine Joseph who was a character in the movie who the left side of their face was a woman and the right side of their face was a man. So it's an interesting, it's, it's something I keep expecting people to talk about now because it has that, obviously that intersex um, mm. subject going on in it. And he draws directly from that. You know, that's, that's, you can see. And the other thing oh. I thought he was drawing from as well is, do you remember reading black and white Marvel magazines and, you know, creepy and eerie and in the back, there would be a book about freaks you know, an advert for a book about yeah. freaks. And there would be, you know, people who are joined at birth and this sort of thing, you know. And if if you jump to page one of issue 29, so the, yeah. the, the, the splash page, or it's all, the splash page at the end of issue 28, the big reveal, yeah. of it's, it's Two-Face surrounded by the freak show. Yeah, and soon page the freak one, show really comes to town, that page, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Page yeah, page one of the of the next issue. It's and I remember one of the things that was very in vogue in nineteen ninety two was comics trading cards. Right. Okay. And and this page is essentially 
the trading card collection yes. of the Freak Show. Yeah, all done in two um, colours as well. It's interesting. All done, it, it's in, well, apart from there's a slightly different colour for the um, the, the bow panel. Yeah. On, oh, right, on, yeah. On top of um, the, what's that, Babushka. Um, yeah. And basically this goes through 8, 12, 13, 15 different members of the Freak Show saying what it is that, is, you know, Stop the, you know, by this point, it's, it's almost like going, well, actually, we're going to tell you medically what, what it is. Yeah. You know, and it's taking, suddenly it's flipping it straight. And this is Batman recognising the people because they've all gone missing. Right. But it's almost like going, he's coming at it quite clinically of yeah. saying, right, I'm not going to call you the 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 bearded lady or, or the, you know, the, the, the guy covered in bumps. But I actually say, all right, yeah, you're covered with, it's the, it's the tumorous thing or it's the person born with no eyelids or lips you know and it, and actually have the, the sort of a lot of the what's the other one there the the stone skin one afflicted with i'm gonna hyper eczema believed to be kidnapped you know and it, yeah. it, it he he is basically going through it quite clinically saying this is what these people are and actually therefore not thinking of them as freaks but thinking of them as just this is the medical description of what these people are, yeah. And it's it's a really interesting starting point for for the the, the second bit of the uh, second part of the storyline because you've gone from this splash page of going, da da, here's the dramatic appearance of everybody to suddenly going, right, here's the real catch up. I'm just going to walk you through who everybody is in the room, and they're all forming part of that that group. Yeah, it made me. I've been thinking a lot about what. I think, or what Matt Wagner could have been saying here, and there's a lot of there's a lot going on there. But I think part of it is, isn't it a commentary on Batman villains? On a, you know, from a sort of shallow point of view, or in, in relation to what he's trying to say, because when you think about it, that's what the Penguin is, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. And it and through that, what is he saying? Is he saying that these people are what we would probably call, you know? incel shunned from society kind of people who have become villains because the way they think or they have been treated it's a strange one so if we flip to the twist at the end of the story yeah where the the the, the freak show or the people who have been all kidnapped who've got all these issues yeah essentially turn you know, when, when two-face goes i have got you this you know he's managed to find the, the Zeppelin, which again sort of places it in that sort of nineteen thirties feel. Yeah. Um anyway, we're gonna to go to the island and they they all turn on him and go, actually I was happy as I was. And I think, you know, your your point about is that are then a reflection on the bat villains and the like, is that it's not the medical condition that causes them to be the villain. It's just that's that's just who they are. And the flip is very much a case of you know, we we can just be happy people who we are. We don't need yeah to be treated as it's the outside influence that's just, made them yeah. or pushed them into that role. Yeah, yeah, and and therefore it, it's and that's I think the the duplicity piece about Two Face, where they've you know he's gone. I am you know the one side of me is the freak, and therefore I want you know to be with the other freaks as opposed to the other side of him, which is the you know I'm still. You know, I want to be part of the mainstream society and do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, with the you know the clean side of the coin, 
and and that's where I think there's 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 a lot of play backwards and forwards for that. And he kind um, of isn't one though, is he? That's the way I see him. He isn't one. He he has the physical, you know, deformity, but he well, it, he's he's the only one out of the group that isn't born into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's the difference, I think, where he's gone. I have become this. Therefore, I think this is what I need to be, as opposed to all the others were were born with whichever issue they have, and has then gone. I just, this is this is just my life. That's there's a fatalistic it. element to it, man. There, when you think about also, he's a man who depends on the fates. You know, depends on the coin toss. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's an interesting one, and, and also um, that it's also saying that these outsiders are are, are easily manipulated, which can also fall into all, all all sorts of sort of contemporary and current political situations of people who are easy manipulated because they just want to belong somewhere you know yeah. whether it be far left far right you know religious terrorist you know whatever it's going to be people who they pick on people who you know otherwise are lonely you know it's interesting mm. <laughs> yeah what 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 a book yeah really good um, now you, you talked a bit about earlier about the the iconography in relation to the Two Face, and we get that with the Yin Yang, don't we? As well, yeah. Um, there's a so lot of that the, going on. Yeah, and one of the key things is, as you say, so there's there is a femme fatale that that starts out of this, who seduces the lawyer, so that to, who's trying to to do the deal, um, and the, the whole thing there being that she's actually the bearded lady. Yeah, um, yeah, and who you see to be able to grow a beard very they very threw that line in didn't they about how quick it grows didn't they did you notice yeah. that right at the end there yeah because yeah, i was like there's yeah there's a there's an ability to grow. i mean I'm, I'm in no place to talk at times it's <laughs> been hacking um but there there is a you know even even it takes me more than a more than a couple of days to get the the, the three inches of, of, of beard that she managed to grow yeah um but that again that's that she's that from a two-face story thing there's she's two characters there she's the femme fatale, but she's also the, you know, and that's the, she's almost the, the two, try to play that duplicity, two-sided thing, you know, it brings it through for that, which I think is, is a really interesting, interesting take on it. And, and she, she owns well, it as well, though. I mean, the, the thing is, she mm. owns her sexuality, doesn't she? You know, apart from, yeah. you know, even even with the bearded moment, there's, there, but there is this one moment where she's seduced this poor, poor schmuck and, um, he goes to greet her outside a restaurant and and and, and holds her wrist and and she she reacts quite violently to him you know quite yeah. aggressively and um yeah at that moment i thought this is just pure noir this moment yeah. here you know just lovely done you know mm. yeah sorry mate you're going to say no no that, that, so that that i think is one of those as you you say how do you you play the two sides of of or how do you how do you make a two-faced story the other thing is yeah. that the fact that two-faced does put he doesn't go and make himself two-faced when he goes to deal with a lawyer. He puts on this the shadow outfit so that the guy never knows that it's him that's and puts on a, the most bizarre French accent. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> yeah. that that bit I didn't understand. I must have. I was like, okay, fair enough. You know, you, 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 but it's, it's just to again to hide himself to make him something else. I think as well this early um, the early period of Batman also plays into this duality thing as well because you've got Bruce and you've got the Bat. Um, yes. and there, there's you know that's always been an interesting parallel with Two Face, isn't it? You've got these sort of two sides to Batman. I mean, that's completely forgotten these days, isn't it? Batman is Batman all the time. 
you know, even when he's mm. dressed as Bruce Wayne. But but back then there was a difference, wasn't there? You know. Yeah, and to be honest, it it, it comes out in what I think is one of the best pages, or it's not one of the really different pages. One of the best pages out of Legends of the Dark Knight for the whole thing, um, which is page eighteen on issue twenty eight. Which okay. is the track? Oh, the I love this. Page. Is one of mine. Yeah, right. I've, I had this one written down. Yeah, and you know, and this is a Bruce Bruce Wayne. So they've gone to the gentleman's sports club, yeah. where it's the the guy who owns the island, Bruce Wayne, who's trying to buy an island, and the lawyer who's with them. And it's you know, so it's the gentleman's sports club. So there's a running track that is clearly just you know quite quite a short thing inside thing, and it the the I don't actually know how you work this out in his head when he actually was doing the layouts, but it's. There's 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 eight panels in the middle, or which is technically a nine panel grid, but yeah, you know, just one of the panels above. And the running track goes all the way around the outside of the page. But it never confused me and in relation to what I was reading no, first. It's perfectly all. readable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it and it even with the, the the lawyer who can't keep up running with them. Um, but that you know just that whole. You know, I'll, I'll add an extra fifty million quid on top, or twenty five percent more. On, on you know, effectively immediately give me the money, boom, boom. Yeah, and that, that's great. And it's just a wonderfully laid out page. Yeah, of just going. Yeah, thinking you know, there's motion here, there's activity, and um, it. But it's right. This is Bruce Wayne. This Bruce Wayne doing business as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, and it, it's great from that sort of side of things. Yeah, it really is. I think the thing is for me as well with this early Batman is I got a sense that when he was dressed as Batman, it was Bruce Wayne dressed as a bat. Well, now yeah. it's just Batman, isn't it? Um, the you know there's that those famous sequences you know where you know he's, he's almost he almost gets killed going on one of his first sort of crime adventures you know in in year mm. one and you you sense that a bit here as well. He's not he's not as confident, and I think that's maybe. Like- Maybe yeah, why I enjoy those early crazy. stories, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Are you more drawn to the sort of the earlier stuff? Because I, I don't know why. I just I read like you. I read the current stuff, but I kind of like that sort of take a breath. Let's just go back and tell this story, this single story, which is I think was a big part of why I enjoyed this this run of books, you know. And and that's yeah. Well, it, it's that whole thing about even even though this was three issues. There are beat points for stopping, and there's beat, you know reveals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and it's not. There's, there's, the, I was going to say it's not an overly complicated story. The actual story isn't that complicated. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, but it which allows there to be the subtext, and allows you to then start thinking about what you know what's really trying to be told. Well, a lot of the more recent stuff. Particularly when it's that, oh, and this is somebody I met twenty years ago, and I'm like going, yeah. well, I've never, you've never mentioned this character below that before <laughs> in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Where have they come from? And it's, you know, wow, well, I'm going to set up Batman Incorporated. And it's like, no, they're supposed oh. to just be the one Batman. Um, and it's, you know, they, yeah, these stories are, are, you know, it's, it's that pairing things down to go right. We'll, we'll make these bits of it so simple, and you know. The character is iconic enough Uncomplicated, that we yeah. don't need yeah. to tell anything about that bit of it. We just go, we, we you know, and it, it's, and it's one of the reasons why DC struggles in one way but doesn't in another. You know, if you look at the you know the Trinity from from DC, you 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 know exactly what Batman is. You know exactly what Superman is. You know exactly what Wonder Woman should be. Yeah. And and you can kind of go right. That's the that's a bedrock. I don't actually need 
you to play with that too much. You can just tell stories that 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 come from that iconography piece. And certainly within the Legends of the Dark Knight piece and the way that it's been dealt with in this storyline, it is a case of, this is Batman, right? He is a guy who's dressing up as a bat who has all sorts of money, therefore could do whatever he wanted and, and, and is, is trying to do all the different things around it. Um, there's a really nice interplay again with Commissioner Gordon through this. Yeah. Which is very year one taken. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. He, he doesn't come up with his own design for Gordon. Let's just say that. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very yeah. magical, isn't it? The, the um, thing is, I think, to me, this has got that taste of. There's some. There's something about Kelly in there. There's something of mm. Miller. I think if you look to early, you know, earlier Miller, Frank Miller. Yep. There's there's something of Toth even in it. The way he uses cloaks and stuff like that. Um, the, and there's a bit of Darwin Cook, but it's actually probably the other way round. If, if, if yep. I'm right, Darwin Cook probably came after this. And I was going to say yeah. about the same about Tim Sale. Actually, there's there's, there's yeah. something going on as well with that. It's that little area of people who who strip away. Everything that mm. isn't needed and, and leaving what is needed. And you've got the you've got a guy who's got great great art art chops in this, but also is young enough to try things. And you get stuff like the track thing, you get stuff like the final page, which is what, two thirds oh, black ink. <laughs> yeah. Oh good, that's yeah. 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 Well but, I'm like, yeah. But you also um, get somebody I don't know whether this maybe is editorial or you know, because back then they had proper dudes as you know, proper you know, clever people, men and women as, as editors, but they, they give him a bit of breathing space on this page. We need to see the whole Batman. So there's a couple of moments of him leaping, which is almost a whole page, and there's that famous page with him on the bat, on the motorcycle, which yeah. is just gives him that iconic Batman shot, which you need in these books, I think. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. And it... it I'm trying to think, I'm trying to see, would it be Archie Goodwin still editing at this point? Could have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, Denny O'Neill would probably have been about at this point, wouldn't he? I'm guessing. Um, yeah, but Denny wrote so many of these. That's why I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there's that. You know, doesn't I can't remember who edited it. Does it say man? I can't remember. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't sound there. In the actual hardcover book collection, to see. Yeah. Mentions it. I'm going to put my my neck out and say it'd be Archie Goodwin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at the first page, see if it's got anything written on it. But I remember I would have written it down if I'd have seen it. No, it doesn't say, does it? Yeah, I don't know who was in charge mm -hmm. of the bat books at the time. Um, well, again, I think Daniel Neal was, was in charge of the bat books. Right, okay. But because he was writing so many of these ones, it was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, if we've got that wrong, people can write in. Yeah, please do. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Pete, Pete will know. Pete Watson, he'll know. Um, and Dave Steele, they'll know about it. Um, there's there's a, a couple of other pages I thought we could talk about a bit as well. Is um, We've obviously mentioned the Double Freaks reveal page as i call it which is is, yep. is is a master class in sort of shadow and reveal um but i like um it's almost chaken-esque you know i'd like this page where which it has batman acting as a peeping tom almost and he looks in on that dude who's getting seduced by the woman in the chaken-esque underwear <laughs> in issue 29 that's a cracking page that is yeah really good um and like we've said there that the the last page is it's a funny one, isn't it? Sometimes I've been thinking about the last page a lot, and sometimes I think that works, and sometimes I think it doesn't. I don't know. Well, What's your, what do you think? No, I, I like it because right. if you actually read the top of the page as well, the actual text on that is all about him going to the cave yeah. because he wants to be alone to do stuff. And it's all about 
the, the yeah, there's the two sides of Batman and Bruce Wayne, and it's leading him to solitude. And then at the very bottom of the page, you've got Two Face sitting in Arkham on his own with with the solitude. And it's the fact that even though you've, you're treating one as the goodie and one as the baddie, they've both ended up very much alone in yeah. in, in, in their thing. So I th- it really that that's what it spoke to me was was that whole thing about saying, yeah, you know what, the the, the it doesn't matter which path you've ended up going down by going down these paths you end up in the in the same place or you end up in the same overall position it's just whether it's behind bars or or it's a, a solitude of your own making yeah and if you gave that to someone i think a lot of people would say that's tim sale that page uh yeah actually yeah <coughs> for me yeah and it's also the yin yang of his face is very clever so they 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 one side is just well, in dark you know the fact that I, we're seeing it's just him at the bottom of the page. The actual bars to the cell are behind the panels at the top of the page. Yeah, which is really again a really sort of that that's quite Sin City as well in terms of that. Over, yeah, you know the you know, and again the choice of colours in there, it's just just yellows in terms of what's yeah. what's in Bruce. But that that whole thing about you know I'll be in the cave for a while. Yeah, um, and we're coming off the back of books like Watchmen and Dark Knight and all this sort of thing, mm. where colour was like really carefully considered, wasn't it? You know, the, if, no, you, if you ever hear a conversation about the Watchmen colour palettes and stuff, the, the, you know, it's really clever. And I think that's yeah, what's yeah, happened yeah. here, pure, so, pure no, throughout I, this I, issue. Steve Wolf certainly adds to this in, in a big, big way. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you get, got, and if you, know, you go one is. one page back out, the top panel is pure Mazzucchelli to me. Um. Yes. Really looked at that, you know, and it's got the gun on the ground in the same way that we got that on the year one cover. You know, yeah. It's, it's, I think they're saying something there. Um, yeah, good. Any other any other pages that sort of stood out for you, man? Uh, I've talked about the trading card page, which I think was really good. Yeah. Um, there's no, not specifically. There's some that I say there's some wages that are, are kind of weird and, and wonderful. Um, the actual the way that he presents the lawyer is great at times. Okay. Um, and there's 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 a, there's a scene where the lawyer's really surprised, and he's got um exclamation marks inside his glasses, which I really liked. That's <laughs> hard. Yeah, he's almost a caricature at times, isn't he? You know, he's almost like yeah. three or four lines. You know, the glasses and the mouth and the sort of a bit of nose. Is in the last issue, just just as you know, they they're pulling out the um the zeppelin. There's a there's an image of him that's that's technically yeah. underdrawn but works perfectly because it's just that that white cold terror thing going yeah. on yeah. yeah i really like the masquerade pages in issue one i think they were really good i think um he's he's fitted a lot into those pages being at that sort of party type masquerade those thing. are the sorts of pages where i'm like going what what am i missing because i always yeah. think he's you know, the artist hides something in in those pages that you're yeah. um as i say if you go to the the, the tim sale masquerade ball there's a whole lot of characters that that, that appear in it um one on this place. the so i i do wonder at times is there a is there a, a small press character or something that he likes that yeah. I, I just don't know that's hidden in there yeah um but even pages like um page 10 in in the first issue which is the the setup of this is the gotham museum yeah so again the the it, it's it looks like tim it, as, 
Does Tim Sale look like Matt Wagner or does Matt Wagner look like Tim Sale? Here's the, you know, there's your challenge. Yeah. Um, but you could, again, you, that top panel you could say was Tim Sale, but that middle panel where it's, this is the Gotham Museum, there is something about the way that Wagner draws buildings and, and has a, a particular weight of line. Yeah. That I just love that in terms of, of the setting up the, because again, you're talking about giving breathing space. Nothing's happening on this page, but it tells you loads about saying, this is where we are. This is what's happening. Yeah. This is where we're going. It's um, like page one of the entire story, man, is just outside, isn't it? You know, it's just Arkham. Yeah. It 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 looks like a, an, an insert page in a horror anthology novel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, or, I think yeah. that. I think, but to me, as soon as I I opened that first page to reread it this time round, I thought that exemplifies what Legends of Dark Knight was about for me. It, it took some mm. chances, you know. Mm. Yeah, really nice. Good yeah. stuff, man. That was a good awesome. one. Yeah, another great one. Um, yeah, so we highly recommended get the get the DC app. You can read all this. You can read the whole series. I think I think pretty much all of it's on there as. I recall. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I see. And if you've got the DC app, just just go and look at the covers to begin yeah, with. Yeah, you can pick them out. You can just um, pick by creators. Dwayne McDuffie's in there. Loads of people are in them. Yeah. You know, there's some really really outstanding creators. Um, you can just pick and choose. It's 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 like the best anthology ever having it on the app, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah. Good. So so over to you, mate. So what's um what's the next thing for the penguin? What's uh you got you got this um craft fair coming up, haven't you? So craft fair this weekend, and then it's Christmas. Yeah, and I was looking for to to give a funny book as a as a Christmas present. Make a great to, Christmas um, present. Yeah, I retweeted you today, my friend. To visit yeah. the shop. Uh, so no, yes, thank you for that. Um, so that's uh, that's that's kind of where we are, and we'll see next year. I really don't know. I really don't. I don't know it's, if we've got um, anything in the book for early in the year, have we? No, it's a lot of the shows that that used to be there aren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, a lot of the others are kind of keeping their powder dry, so I'm I'm quite quite blank in terms of my diary and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I I am having been at Thought Bubble and having been behind the table, it, it it was starting to get me a little bit itchy feet of being on the other side of the table for a okay, while. Man. Yeah, be there as a punter and have them. Um, well, we're kind of fans um, first, aren't we? Really? Yeah. I know. We, I know we make comics, but and... yeah, yeah, we do love that. You know, um, and it uh, that's that's the big thing for me about saying they are you you can't do both things at a con. You're either there as a creator or you're there as 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 an outright fan. Yeah. Um. But or uh, depending on the size of the event, you thought bubble you can't do both because you know what was that I was saying that there was four hundred and fifty tables at, at thought bubble. Yeah. And from doors opening to doors closing, thought bubble was open for nine hundred minutes. I mean, we didn't get so, round Nottingham, did we? And, no, not uh, properly. No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's that case of if you want to spend time, because I, 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 people always say to me when you go to a con, what, what's the book that you're looking for? And I say, I'm always looking for the book that I don't know I'm looking for. Yeah. And the only way to find that is to spend time at people's table picking things up and looking at them. Yeah. So um, I, I quite fancy doing a bit of that next year is... Um, is picking things up at people's tables and going, not had a chance to look at this properly. Yeah, and uh, meeting people I do not know. We found some uh, crackers was... on that um, back issue stall as well, didn't we? That was just full of like weird, different stuff, yeah. wasn't it? You know, 
stuff yeah. that we wouldn't have gone looking for but there's these sort of weird magazines we hadn't seen this underground comics we hadn't seen you know some interesting yeah. stuff there as well uh, yeah Ashco, yeah. we should have picked it up the um the animated cerebus was there on that uh oh, yeah. that book as well oh yeah um about that. but which was yeah uh, and well some of the things you bought however are um, filth well they'll, they'll come up at the trial I just, um, I, show, I just showed one of you <laughs> didn't as i walked past and you're like fuck's sake the uh <laughs> the best bit was when um um, Mr. Cannon was down there shopping, and me and your good lady were just shouting things at him over the balcony. And he's like, "What's that?" He kept looking around. What's that? <laughs> the, uh, that was making me chuckle. But yeah, it's good stuff, man. The only thing we have in the, the early next year is the 400th episode of the ACP, um, which is at the end of February. Um, so we're thinking about doing something for that. So that should be fun. See what happens to that one. Mm. Um, yeah, I've got Anglem coming up in the new year, and then my sort of my sort of schedule is clear. Got a couple of books coming out um, in the new year as well, which should be fun. Um, yeah, we're looking to do SPX as well as Baltimore next year. So let's just, let's see what happens. See what happens there, man. Um, good. So where can people go and buy your stuff? So if they want to, it's just, just go and find Pendeguin on any form of social media. Good man. And DUI2 is still available. Um, Al, myself, uh, Roger Langridge, and Eamon Clark did a panel at Nottingham, which is which is great fun, and we actually put some effort into organising it beforehand, which, which worked out quite well. Um, <laughs> and we managed to sell some copies of DUI, Drawn Under the Influence 2, which is the anthology that um, Eamon has edited and we've, part, we've taken part in, to um, raise money for Cancer Research UK. You can go to duicomic.bigcartel.com and you can get a digital copy for £3 or the real copy for £9 and money from that goes to the charity. So please do. We've made over a grand now, which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so go and do that one. And otherwise, you can find me at neverinanything.com. Um, I've got three things to put to you in a second, who are um, Al, but I'll say goodbye to you for the listeners now and uh, we'll keep chatting in a minute. Thanks for that, man. It's a great one. Mm-hmm.